0: check one two all right all right this is it this is it welcome to the cannabis coffee hour with your host me rob cantrell oh man i got an exciting episode a dope episode a dude from california a writer a producer Mm -hmm. uh He's the executive producer of the Eric Andre show. He's written Lifetime movies. He's a stand up comic. We've done rap joints together. This is one of the coolest cats I know. And he's right in California. We're zooming it up. Give it up for Mr. Dan Curry, everybody. Hi. Hi.
1: Bye. That's it.
0: Dan. Yeah, there's. I'm going to put some fun. I got a funky ass beat underneath that, Dan. So it, I know it looks weird, but. Yeah. We'll sit it in there and let it ride out.
1: But I can hear it spiritually. So <laughs> yes, I'm you can. Am I offbeat? Am I on beat?
0: You're on beat. Always on beat. Dan Curry. What is happening? My man.
1: Nothing. Uh, nothing. A lot of stuff. What's happening? No, nothing with you?
0: is everything. That's my new thing, man. Nothing That's is very everything. zen of you. Yeah, super zen. I was listening, you know that Noriega song? You know that uh you know that that uh Neptune's beat. You know yeah. That? Nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know that beat. You gotta send me a playlist sometime, Rob. Send me, a, send me, yeah, yeah, yeah. me an
0: say,
1: oh. under 10 song playlist. That's the challenge I'd give everybody. I'm like, just give me like 10 songs. Then it's challenging and people are like, oh shit. And you're like, don't give me 11. I There's won't so much even listen to shit
0: it. out there, dude, my, 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 I love Spotify. And I got hit to some crazy Spotify. I got some Miles Davis the other day that was really funky. But my it is. top 20, my top 20, like you do your 20 for 20 on Spotify. Have you done that?
1: Yeah, but by, by the time I was about to post it, everyone was making fun of it. And it got like post-ironic. And I'm like, I'm not gonna post that. Yeah. Everyone. But also, like, what's my and top? It is a 20, little
0: bit do? of uh they see into your mental psyche. Like I was I put it up there and I was like. No, these are the tunes i really be rocking out to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody's getting the blueprint out there.
1: Right. Well, I'm getting it, you know, before the pandemic, I went, you know, remember Vince Avril?
0: Yeah, I love Vince. He's want my dude. I to have dude. him on the podcast.
1: Yeah, you should have him on. I'm going to talk to him sometime. The, we, we occasionally Zoom, we're Zoom pals uh, during the pandemic, but right before yeah, the Vince pandemic. Punk rock as fuck. Yeah, he's a hard, he's like a Michigan hardcore guy. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought that dude. And before the pandemic, probably two or three weeks before, he he was like, You gotta come to the California Takeover, which is Snapcase, Strife, which I've never seen Strife. They're LA based, but they're very they got a nice East Coast sound, like mid nineties sound in Earth Crisis. And I was like all tired. And I'm like, Yeah, hey, you know what? And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll go, I'll go. Like Margo, I'm like, can I go? And this it's like, is a it, hardcore
0: show. Everybody listening. Dan used to play in hardcore bands. He's also a writer and just a not, cool
1: cat. Not plural, but I played in a hardcore band in, yeah. uh, in the early '90s, and we didn't do anything. We didn't do a whole lot. But, I know
0: that whole aesthetic. I kind of missed that whole thing, but I dig it. You know, I love Fugazi and Minor Threat and all this shit. But I would go to one of these shows. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, well, I had mixed feelings about it, and what I realized was, at the time, I thought, "Oh, I don't like hardcore anymore." Probably like '96, because I knew all the, I like all this, like. Kind of like city long island suburban hardcore people had like really looked down on upstate like where i'm from like it was like and I and i just got to a point where i'm like i'm sorry i I like this band that you don't consider hardcore and they were very like rigid about it it was weird as city new new york city cats didn't have that attitude with me they were cool and it was like in in the albany troy area there was a lot of like i think like sick of it all used to play all the time like breakdown and all this stuff but i I stopped listening to it but what I realized was what when was your with...
0: band that you're talking about that didn't get respect on Long Island was the
1: band oh that... I don't know Long Island no there was there was there was just Long Island fan people and there it was it was just but, more I know, of like... but
0: I know about East Coast hardcore of early 90s is super interesting and there's like a blue collar thing there's a skate thing there's an art thing but then there's also a massive criminal and possibly nazi thing going on
1: so it's like yeah i i, I managed to avoid it in upstate I, I don't know i i'm not like a historian to my own regional hardcore scene so okay. i have to just preface that but like to me it felt like it was anti-nazi it was just like that shit was yeah totally, cool. totally No, you're 100
0: right. It's freedom. You're right.
1: Yeah, and I, I, but that doesn't mean that element wasn't there, and that element didn't push forward somewhere. Like, but like so
0: fascinating. But but you're right.
1: But what I realized was what turned me off from hardcore was the the violence of the shows, and I probably wouldn't have admitted that at the age of 20, 21, because I liked a mosh pit here and there. Yeah, but like hardcore mosh pits were so fucking violent that I just like pieced out of it. And like, I remember one of my last shows I went to was an Earth Crisis show when they were just first popping up, like 95. This place in Albany called QE2. I like probably walked in and just this little skinny fist just like got me in the face. I was like, what was that for? I like wasn't like, and then the dude ran and I was like, and he was just like, what is this judgmentally you have to punch me? Like, what was I wearing? Was I not wearing the right clothes? Did I not come across as like surly enough? yeah got violent and so I left and then when I realized I said to Vince I'm like I, I finally put it all together when I left that show and I didn't go into a pit I didn't it, my over 40 year old ass was like I'm not going into a pit like, <laughs> yeah you gotta be shit like,
0: to go into one of those
1: I, I, I box but I box with myself I'm not looking to get punched in the head I'm not looking to prove anything I just want to like throw throw at a, at a bag so I had such a great time at the show and then the pandemic happened and i started getting into boxing and so then i kind of re-upped with hardcore like really hard like mid 90s and then like bands that are like it and that's that was my spotify list was like a ton of hardcore so i was like
0: what was the first song this? you know the first song
1: the first song
0: yeah on the list
1: what oh was it was uh gamora's season and gamora's season ends by uh, earth crisis
0: uh, Earth and crisis then, and they were like were they
1: straight edge they were sh- super militant straight edge vegan (laughs) and like i was like mad at them because i got punched in the face of their show and i felt
0: yeah man anytime you have that that moral right that's the thing about morality that i've been trying to throw away is like even religion like the the minute you think you know it you you don't know it and you're actually throwing some shit on some other people you know yeah like
1: but i'll tell you I was mad at Earth Crisis, but I got back into them, like, hard. And, like, their first three albums are, like, bangers. And they remind me of the time, like, like remember discovering Metallica at one point? Yeah. You're like, wait, these guys are great. You know, first they were just dudes in seventh grade with, like, uh, like Metallica shirts. I'm like, I don't know if, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, dudes. I didn't, I went full on hip-hop, but I lived in Virginia. And one of the original thrash bands is called Nosferatu. And Metallica wears their t-shirt and the lead singer lived across the street jeff sherlock and he ended up being marine he ended up definitely killing people like this dude was a tough fucking kid man but he played in one of the earliest thrash bands that i saw so yeah i remember all of it and i was friends with it but that was right when houdini like run i just went full. i was just break dancing by that man i went all in you went but i do remember getting turned on to like yeah yeah with with yeah there's something about hardcore music and there's actually a study i read that's good for your brain there's
1: like i think i think you're absolutely right i think and i i was always unsure it's like because my 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 i don't know what the hell my dad listened to like not much like he was like aware of elvis but he wasn't my mom
0: the same way yeah
1: he was like yeah "Yeah, i know uh blue shade shoes you know (laughs) and you're like and you're like what my dad was like way older than me though too so like the Beatles were like a little
0: 40 they grew up in the 50s like she didn't feel that there was no Beatles records being played in the house
1: yeah yeah like like, not not in my house either like the first Beatles experience weirdly was Catholic school Our my first grade nun my gateway nun this woman's sister Stephen who who like gave me a false impression of nuns because she was great and after yeah. that it was all downhill from sister steven but she was like hey let's learn yellow submarine and, and like octopus's garden you know the ringo select yeah
0: they give the nice nurse the first graders <laughs> yeah and then she the nice came stuff. in
1: and taught us beatles songs i'm like oh the beatles are cool nuns are gonna be all right and then after that it was uh, it was a little more tricky yeah get tricky after that
0: (laughs) yeah 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 catholic school that's what they say i didn't grow up with catholic school but yeah it gets a little bit tricky did you ever get beaten as a at catholic school did you ever get hit
1: no i think in my school in the era it was just phasing out of like i think there was like a self-awareness i i remember my sister telling me this is weird the first grade teacher before Sister Stephen was this other nun, and she used to like pull the kids' hair, and I was like terrified. I was in kindergarten, being like, I don't want that teacher. But then they 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 looped her out. Then we got the Uh, nice one. I'm
0: a little bit older, so I caught. You know, the Catholic school was down the street. I didn't. I went to a public school in D.C., and kids got thrown into lockers, like literally, like you know, straight up violence. Like there, there there was
1: like what I would consider like uh, psychological abuse. Like there was like one time. This is and then i think this is a kindergarten someone the the, the seventh and eighth graders wore jeans on non like a not there was a day a week or once a month you did, couldn't, didn't have to wear your uniform and uh, i'll take a cbd well yeah we, i was
0: gonna fire up the joint to listen to the story fire it up
1: fire that. it up so cbd me this, yeah, CBD, this is uh,
0: do you enjoy do you take that daily is that your morning ritual i love no, talking I'm, morning you, rituals especially during the pandemic
1: I don't uh, because I have to homeschool and I have a bunch of stuff. I actually cut back a lot on weed because uh, because uh, and also I'm dreaming more, which is an interesting uh, side effect to not that. But I I, if I work out, I can take this. But if I do this before I work out, I don't work out as hard. Yeah. So I I had a nice boxing session this morning and I've been doing some uh, pull work. I got like in my kitchen, a, a pull up bar and I just do dead hangs and pull ups. And it's been messing with my wrist. So I am actually medicinally using this. good, yes, yeah.
0: And not aspirin. That's going to mess up your heart. I love CBD. No, I've rolled. I had a good bag and I rolled a joint. And uh, but I roll it with a half CBD. I get really good CBD flour. And then I oh, roll yeah? the joints because, you know, this weed is so good these days that you don't want to. You know, too, like if you smoke the joint of real good weed these days, like you're 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 done, kid. So I, I do, use- I, and, and the CBD does have municipal, Like for us older, our joints, it's anti-inflammatory. I can definitely feel it because all I do is walk around the city, so I I I know what's going on. Like I do know that it's good for my body, and I wanted to lean into, dude. It doesn't it blow your mind that it's getting federally legal? Like it just passed Congress. So to that's great. Being- it's a th- great. It's I, th- awesome. I, th- I think it's that's such great big news. I don't think people realize like it's it's bigger than people really think.
1: Well, it's a, it's an it's an interesting plant. And I think someone told me this. I'm quoting someone else who I can't remember who, but they were like the, the, the race to get to the weed. That's the most stony is like an old race. You know, like this weed will blow you next week. And like yeah, yeah. You, you can only go so far.
0: You can only that. go so far.
1: And I've been to that video game and I beat it. So now I'm about like the anti-inflammatory element because that's, that's almost the simple thing. It's like, you know, is that inflammatory or anti-inflammatory? I go anti-inflammatory with everything. Especially, Alcohol. Yeah. I've been, I've been down. I, I do like the CDC recommendation, which is like six, no more than six drinks a week. So to achieve that, I don't drink during the week ever, which is great. Yeah. And that's like, people don't tell you, like, I didn't quit drinking. I just, but it's just like, people don't tell you, it's like, when you cut back, you feel great.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it is just I, like you
1: feel yeah. really good when you don't drink, like hardly yeah. at all. It's not like, oh, I'm struggling. It's like, no, man, I like love it. I love like not having that. Re- like, I think I had it built into a reward system before, like years ago, but then I was good. And then the pandemic started in the first two weeks. I was like on like summer camp. And then I was <laughs> like, oh, I gotta like not drink like that because it was just like mind blowingly. Like, not good for you and that's inflammatory so you got to go anti super inflammatory but uh aspirin what do you say what does that poison your heart what is, what's no, going I on i
0: take a little bit of aspirin but i think for aches and pains in terms of even break, broken legs like our society went more towards aspirins and opiates and numbing where you know i think you know if you let's say i rolled my ankle have you ever do you roll your ankle
1: no, I've been good on ankles. My wrist dude, is dude, my ankle thing right now. Dude, your
0: go down. Like, you just, your whole body, it's like taking a thing out of the Jenga, you know? It's just like, <laughs> and I did, yeah, yeah. I could, and if you do it in front of other people, people are like, what the fuck? You know? Uh, but I think for sprained ankle, like, there's nothing better than to smoke a joint or something like that, you know? Or if you got yeah. I had a headache the other day and I didn't feel like doing the podcast, but I rolled a little bit of a pinner and then I started the podcast and then I hit the joint and then the headache went away and I finished the podcast, you know? So it's like, but I also know if I do it before I have to do some heavy lifting, I might want to take a nap. If my, you know, you gotta just read, you gotta, you you don't be a rookie about it.
1: Don't be a rookie. I, I haven't smoked. I think I went like a few months without even thinking about it. I just was like, I'm going to like cut back. You know, I have to homeschool. Yeah, man. I have to look for a job. I have to do all this stuff. And so, and I'm home all the time with my kids. Dude, so my corner like, is nah.
0: just my yoga mat, this setup, And then I walk, I mask up. I haven't been doing shows. I just got Thursdays on, on my day to knock this out. Everybody knows just to leave me alone.
1: What's the show like seeing in New York right now?
0: Yeah, there are shows and there are comedy clubs. And some comedy clubs are starting to get in trouble for packing rooms like people Mm -hmm. aren't going out and then there's rooftop shows and then during the when the weather was good there were shows in the park Um, and I only did three dude one show was funny I talked about on the podcast the other day but I went there and this girl came up to me goes do you know where the march is I was like uh no and I didn't want to be out I just had my mask and the numbers started firing up again and I haven't been out And I've actually gotten a lot of stuff done since the lockdown because I'm not going out and doing spots. So I I went out and it, but it was a great show. It was on stairs in this park. And the first comic went up and I was like, dude, can I just go first? I really just want to get in and out of here, dude. I'm 48. I don't got time for this shit. All right. I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm 48, I'm a pothead, dude. I'm barely, you know, I got, I'm counting my lucky stars right now. Let's just keep this moving. And I got no problem locking down for another six months, but I, I went to the I went to the thing, and they the, the, right before they brought me up a Black Lives Matter march. Two hundred people. Came, it looked like a comedy. Two hundred people came over the horizon and went through the fucking show and split the audience. Wow!
1: They, Some went with the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you know, they They're were like, like "Come with worldwide. us!
0: Come with us! Black Lives Matter!" And I wanted to, and I was cheering them, but at the same time, the I'm supporting Black Lives Matter and I've supported protests from a distance, but I'm just not messing with COVID. I'm just not I, I, I like wearing my mask. I'm just not I like where I wash my hands. I'm I'm not hanging, I'm not hanging late. I'm not ha- I keep it moving. We've been tested every week. I've gone four tests in a row, COVID free. Like that's just how you I'm didn't, did
1: you have COVID?
0: No. I have oh,
1: good. I've been. And how uh, I
0: survived? I, somebody gave me a bag of edibles, like thirty-five edibles.
1: Uh-huh. And, uh huh.
0: And I was like, "What the fuck am I going to do with all these things? I'm never going to eat these things."
1: Yeah, and you did.
0: Yeah, and then the quarantine, hit, and that was my nightly affair, just to get through the stress. It was the stress was so bad, dude. We, it was it was like it was zombie land down here. You know, it was. I'm writing yeah.
1: It was yeah. I mean, it's it's zombie land. It's, it, here it's not right now it feels like still pumping it alive but like we don't do much like we do we mean we get a lot of work done but like i'm trying to like my kids on zoom school but we barely do that we get through the curriculum he's smart but he's not handling like zoom school very well so we do that then we give him extracurricular stuff i box with him i run with him uh hike with him hiking is like i still do that mask up and hike it's like yeah yeah it's a great LA is a great city for hiking. We're it right is. by Griffith, right by Griffith Park here, and then just going east to Altadena. There's all these like waterfalls and stuff, and we just like hit them. And oh, that's like, big in California. Get, get kids in that. nature. That's yeah. a, that's what you got to do. And that that actually that's their that's their CBD. Yeah, like you you see like a kid spiraling. You take them for a hike. They come back. They're just like zenned out, and it's just like I've, I I. I've always liked city living I thought better but now I'm starting like I think with the quarantine I'm like I think I'm gonna go country I think I might go country
0: the move is just don't go suburbs like it's I always I've always either been right in the middle or I'm way the fuck out like small town 5,000 like everybody kind of knows everybody like Dave Chappelle did it right like he got his money and then bought a place in the middle of fucking nowhere you know yeah, and he can get in and out, you know, just like, and then you got backyard and your in your mind, in nature, and especially in wide open spaces, your mind does different shit.
1: Yeah, I know. And I, I think what I've learned is I think after, you know, when the world comes back, there's a few things I want to work on here, you know, but I, I feel like my time is going to be about 10 years maximum. In LA,
0: yeah, you. I'm that. not
1: mad at LA either. I'm just like I think I'm. I love gonna, California. I love it too, but I I don't know. I'm I'm I, I think I miss like um deciduous trees on the like the eastern seaboard a little bit. Yeah, like man. the Apple Appalachian Trail. Maybe North Carolina looks all right. I don't right. know. I mean, I am from up. I could I can totally swing. I know
0: places in Virginia that would blow your mind that you can get for cheap in the middle of nowhere. I man. know. And rivers, no, but you're just dealing with a little bit of you know rednecks or 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 now it's like the alt-right but it's not as infested and yeah, i think that shit's going to change especially with herb legalization like i think the south would get cooler if they start legalizing and firing up the herb a little bit more
1: i believe i believe you're absolutely right i yeah, think i think
0: towns we all want to live in some crazy hippie dippy town and make kombucha and fucking yeah And
1: uh, have it right you can do
0: it uh I was just gonna say Dan just to hit people listening because uh you've written scripts you've written books I've known you I I I know you've written a television movie I know you've written a book or two and you've written many television shows and you've hired me to write on a television show Uh uh so writing is such a trippy thing that you could do that in the middle of anywhere that's what I'm saying like to get a book like, I like, like, I'm going to release this music project. I love the uh, making money in your sleep shit.
1: I know. It's like, I haven't totally mastered that yet. Uh, but I want to. Do you get, you know, simple, I don't want, I don't book. want to get into, it's into it.
0: the top numbers or anything. Does your book residuals, do you ever get some weird check from? No, nah,
1: not anymore. No, nah. I mean, you got, I got to have a hit book
0: how many did you do like you got but like you I've had a written, real publisher.
1: I've written out like three yeah but like i i they're all they're all like i i was talking to eric a deals? couple a couple weeks ago we're get work,
0: into it but it trips me out just the idea of publishing a book did you get yeah, money that or did you a little
1: it? bit on one of them but like it's it, not a lot i i here's yeah. the deal it's i like, i bro- i want to do a good one and eric and i are, are tossing around a couple ideas and we're Putting something out, I, I gotta be, I gotta be secret about it. You gotta
0: be secret. But he was asking, he
1: was asking me like the same question like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Man, I'm like, I don't even think anything I wrote before I was 40 is good. Like, I, I, and I think that's been a. I remember reading that in my 20s. Like, people writers in their 40s and 50s are like, "Yeah, you're not even gonna be good until you're 40." And I actually believe that, and I think it's because my vision of what being a writer was when I was younger is like gone like this sort of like he was kind of ego because you're young yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, it's it was a, like tied Jack to my Carowac, ego like me like, like,
0: like uh it's like uh what is that the musician uh uh you know you just you think you're this artist dude and it's not
1: yeah the, and, and, it, and it's not really that but then I kind of got better at it and then I learned and then I was also averse to like notes and that took me years to get even take a note you know what I mean? Like, because now You're nowadays, I love that. I, I, I give really people stuff. That. The people who give me notes, I'm like, I crave them because, like, I trust and like, and I, like I trust that f- experience. But I used to give someone something, and people still, you know, I, I, I have a disclaimer when someone hands me something. I like give them every chance to not hand me something. Uh, <laughs> there's a great article by I, I, his name escapes me, but he he wrote amongst other things, uh, uh, um, a movie called. Uh, with Vigo Mortensen History of Violence. The guy who wrote History of Violence. And that, that's a great actioner, shoot 'em up movie. It's like in, in, in the Cronenberg movie. Apparently it's a Cronenberg cash job. He was like, ah, I just did the movie for money. It's like, yo, that's one of your best movies. It's like do more cash job. I mean, Cronenberg's awesome, but like great movie for a cash job. But he, what he,
0: movies did Cronenberg do? You got you lost me over my head on that reference.
1: Oh, Cronenberg! He did yeah. Videodrome, amongst other things. Uh, he did the one Existence with Jennifer Jason Leigh. That was kind of like Matrix, but like organic and weird. And like he's a messed up dude. He's great. He's like yeah. he's never made a bad movie. He, Cronenberg. He's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just dope. Yeah, I got you.
1: Uh, but uh, History of Violence, I really dug. And the guy who wrote it wrote an article called "No, I won't read your fucking script." And he explains why he doesn't read people's scripts. So, like, if someone hands me a script and like hard, I'll be like, no, 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 no. And then I'll send him that article. And be like, read this article. You now understand why I don't want to read it. And if like, and then at some point, because I'll read it, but I'll like not rip it apart. But I'll just be like, if I really dig it, you know, you'll get that. But it's like I don't. It's hard to really. I don't even dig my own shit that much. So it's like you know, I I like I want to. I think what I'm saying is now that I'm older and
0: it's a moving target, you know, and I think with comedy and art and everything, it's kind of a moving target. And the more time you put into it, it's like it's either there or it's not. Like you have like I just I just can tell after 20 years of doing stand-up, I can tell if somebody's funny pretty fucking quick. You know, exactly.
1: You know, yeah. you know what it's also like I understand, I've always kind of understood to some degree, like we're putting words together and making them work. Okay. Like that's what made me think I was a good writer, but I was only a good sentence writer for a long time, a bigger idea. I was always scared of a big idea or I would back away from a big idea and just try to get by on like style, you know? Yeah. And that's, and I think now I'm like over that, especially since, you know, I've, I've done some stuff and I think people have reacted in good ways to certain things. And then that's not empty, but it's like, okay, cool. Now I have to do better. I can't just be like, here's a funny thing I did. Like it just doesn't appease yeah, yeah, yeah. me because it fleet it's fleeting. And then you have to keep hitting that uh bar. And I'd rather like the things I'm working on now are like bigger conceptually and like therefore harder, you know. But I've had to like I, mean, I have a pilot I wrote that I'm like right now in the process of I'm gonna do a table read. And then now I'm like, or as soon as I'm as soon as that reality is starting to come together, I'm like. And I'm casting, you know, with my manager, like who's gonna just be on the Zoom call? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to rewrite this. Not rewrite the whole thing, but like now that I'm like people are actually going to have to read these fucking words. I now have to make sure it's perfect. And then you start seeing what you're gonna be embarrassed about, what you think sucks. And like that layer is removed that's not there when you're in the process. So yeah, yeah I mean, like I'm just trying to write better stuff, you know, and like and it's also technique and structure were two things i was just like you know you read james joyce or you read vonnegut and all these things when you're younger and you're like dude so honor house five is all over the place man it's great it's like yeah you think it's all over the place but it's actually a well-structured book you know uh and and like so i was like really into the feeling feeling it out and just could be in stream of consciousness but like i'm not a huge kerouac fan like i don't think on the road i read on the road and i was like come on man like, yeah. and like I, re- I remember just finishing it and being like am I supposed to this is what I'm supposed to be doing I was doing that
0: yeah I think
1: in real should, life I was like oh I could just S- do Thompson. that that's easy yeah. but Hunter S Thompson I, I think Hunter yeah, S Thompson I, mean, yeah, I, I really like, do. it's
0: the frilly it's the frill you know I think it's a little bit like graffiti writing like some of it's shit but then some of the throw-ups are you know some of the pieces are just beautifully phrased and just at the right time and the right, and somebody had to say it and somebody had to do it, you know? Yeah. But But I do think uh, like listening to the, I've been listening to the blues and after doing comedy for so long, like with the, what makes the blues so good is the amount of years. And what they were saying is like, it's the sound of a man playing a guitar where he doesn't really know, like, his back is against the wall like he doesn't know it, it is what it is like this is what he fucking does for a living this is what he does from his soul this is yeah. what he does. like he's no longer it's that lurching out that neediness you know like like you could tell from it. but a comic who's set in his ways or just set and knows who he is yeah and that's what it takes being a writer i think you know who you are or you know what you can do like you can write a movie script like uh you did well, tell me about the uh Lifetime movie you'd write wrote with your wife.
1: Oh, uh, Hallmark movie. Hallmark, uh, yeah. Hallmark. Lifetime is like murdery, Hallmark's oh. like Christmassy without the oh, Christmas. Nice, we have Christmas ones too, but apparently, no, we did uh, made
0: grandma's yeah. happy,
1: yeah. We made grandma's happy, but that was like it was like nine years ago. We just got to LA and then like Margo had a connection. Margo Lightman is my wife, lovely. Yeah. I'll'll I'll talk about her something yeah
0: very funny uh, something very nice about her
1: in a second but we did this is nice about her but we wrote a movie called I think Cloudy with a Chance of love yes or something I think they just bought the title no 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 Cupid's Bed and Breakfast we had two that went but the you movies are the, nothing like the scripts we wrote those but the, like they were like rewritten and rehashed out because we weren't going by their format like we yeah. just wrote it and they were like oh they can write. But I didn't realize, I thought, I mean, again, this is being younger. Not much younger, but I was like, oh, man, we're just going to break yeah. the mold. <laughs> they don't want the mold broken. They go, we're going to this yeah. into our mold. And then, like, the for, for a watching experience, I, I was expecting it to be, like, super post-ironic, funny, you know? But then it was like, ah. Like, I kind of just shrugged my shoulders. I was like, oh, yeah, they kept the names, of the, like... The first one was about 50% what we wrote. And then the second one was like structurally ours, but everything was just like redone. And it was, it was it, like, I, I don't remember it. And it, they're just like there, they just exist in this world. And they're just like, eh, I don't want to do this again. Cause it was and like, then
0: you went right into producing. Did you start as a producer? Or did you start as a writer on the Eric Andre show?
1: Started as a writer always a writer uh they gave me a producing credit for whatever reason like an associate producer i mean executive producer now but originally i was associate producer thanks to daniel weidenfeld who was the original ep of the show uh and uh i don't know what i mean i've worked in sets you know i've been like pa sound i've done like in on tv technical directing which was just like camera two, zoom in that kind of thing. And I'm not like, and I was never, that's competitive. I remember other people were like, oh, I could do that better than you. And I'm like, oh, I'm lost. Like, like <laughs> don't want to do it wrong. But so I understand, I understood set life. So when I got to the Eric Andre show, that was my first like writing gig. And we kind of, I didn't, the only scripts I didn't, I mean, I wrote scripts when we were shooting, but that was the only, write the script there after that seasons two through five, we wrote the we write the script together. He wrote season one alone. So I would just get the script and then I would like help him riff on it. Like season one was a different beast. I think it was like figuring out what the show was and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was at the same time. Actually I was work. I, I think Cupid's bed and breakfast and Eric Andre season one, we like, concurrently. He
0: just came out of the canon and he just knew exactly. But you were such the perfect person coming from a punk rock background and a stand-up background to kind of just like, like uh, I always, I figured out a little bit about Eric through Kevin Barnett. And he was like, yeah, Eric was always that way. Like Eric always had this show in mind. He always had this aesthetic. Like Kevin Barnett went to high school with, I guess, Eric yeah. Andre. And he was like, dude, Eric Andre's personality was so strong that there was already fake Eric Andre's like (laughs) sophomores that were trying, there was like three wannabe Eric Andre's like on campus already.
1: (laughs) That's funny. Isn't that funny? funny.
0: I was like, oh, this guy knew exactly. And, and, you know, he just knew his aesthetic He knew what made him funny. And yeah, I loved the whole show and uh, congrats on the fifth season. And the word is that it's great, and I've seen it's funny, and uh, and there was talk of you're doing another season, or maybe, or what?
1: We're down. I mean, we're both like bored and down. You know, I think, <laughs> well, I think, yeah, that, it's a
0: fun setup. You got a soundstage. You're with one of your best, like, creative, fun friends, and you could, you know, do the show.
1: And I've taken it for granted periodically, and I'm not going to do that again. Uh, I, but I, 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 don't, I don't. But I think Eric and I. I tell them this all the time like I'm like I'm not depressed and like I need help depressed but like I don't feel like I do not in a pandemic right now (laughs) you know what I mean so I'm like kind of depressed like low level like low grade like I'm in like house arrest you guys are hardcore
0: creatives man you got to be out there and right now it's just like you're just sniffing your balls all day (laughs) and it's like it's brutal
1: Yeah, I mean, we COVID test the two of us, you know, all the time. There's here in LA, we go to Dodger Stadium drive-through. They have like a nice little post. Originally, I was like, this is so post-apocalyptic, but now I'm like, nah, this is just normal. You
0: got to do what you got to do.
1: Yeah, and you go and get the spit test in your car, and then you dump it. I like to do that so I don't get out of the car during this pandemic time. Uh, So we still we we have like a bunch. We have like one, two, three, four together we have four different stove things that are like kind of done and at a nice spot where we're like waiting for something to pop you know in the new year yeah. uh and we're pitching one uh, thing next year but then two things are kind of just waiting to see if the lawyers and shit are like all right let's do it I don't want to be all secret. I'm secret. I got to be secret. I about know, that, but... I know.
0: And you're just explaining that show business is tricky right now and that you got some stuff in the chamber but everything's yeah. like shuffling really fast but it seems like people need content and yeah. It,
1: people you know, people will need that. content and, and like he, Eric, uh, with this great cartoonist, Johnny Ryan, I wasn't involved in this but I was like a fan of, I'm a fan of both of them. They, they, they had a funny idea and he showed me like their pitch and like I my thing is totally different but i like i'm glad i got to see like oh this is how you pitch a cartoon at least how eric did you know and i'm excited about my cartoon now where i'm like now i or my animation i call it cartoons i think that's like the wrong term but (laughs) uh but like my animation i'm now psyched about because i also can't draw for shit and then i my manager hooked me up with this guy ivan in australia who like I'm like waiting to see how he interprets my mood board. And I'm like psyched to at least go out and pitch something. So it's like, and I, and it's a pretty hard, I like hard sci-fi. I like funny, but like structurally i want hard sci-fi, man.
0: I know. I know. I know you love sci-fi and aliens. And uh, you know, I had this actor that worked with uh, John Carpenter, this actor that was in the movie, The Thing. Have you ever seen? Oh the, yeah. The thing? Oh yeah. I've
1: seen The Thing
0: are you on the, are, is that cool is the thing considered that's a good like horror the thing
1: when the guy snaps over backwards yeah the thing is like terrifying
0: yeah, yeah i didn't really there I, with hitchcock would you say is that type of shit
1: yeah oh i think the thing is darker i think the thing maps well with it's not as good as alien or aliens which are high watermarks. Would you say like that's that the godfather
0: drama? of those sci fi? Alien is like godfather.
1: Yeah, I think godfather and godfather too. I think aliens is yeah. an incredible, I think it's, I mean, and I, I it have is. a lot of respect for uh, uh, the guy who made uh, Terminator, uh, Cameron, and all those, all those movies. But aliens,
0: visually, visually it
1: looks aliens so good. is his best movie. I don't like It's not, it's no disrespect to his other movies. It's like you can't, how do you make a better movie than aliens? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like also as far as sequels are concerned how do you sequel alien
0: yeah and it that. had a badass video game man that stand-up alien video game with the gun and you cock it you ever you ever play oh that?
1: in the arcades
0: in the arcades <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: but also just like how funny it, it tonally is so different from the first alien but it still works right. as a direct yeah. sequel
0: to get serious yeah that first one is so scary and it and it's not as graphic as you would think and they didn't show it as much as you would think and it's still like horrifying yeah <laughs> and then the second one is visually like up there with Batman and shit like that like it's ridiculous. And it's
1: also funny yeah that's the like like the the like all of yeah. The, yeah. the like uh Bill Paxton the super funny in it Hudson He's like, oh, let's put her in charge, man. Like, he's just super <laughs> funny. He's the most classic. <laughs> like, yeah. He's one of the most classic characters. Three's That's crap. Fun. I don't even, I can't even handle Alien 3. It's just that yeah. Fincher. Alien 3, Nobody.
0: And I don't think every, anybody fucks with Godfather 3.
1: There's a new Godfather 3. They've re-edited it. I might watch it.
0: Yeah, I ha- I need to sit down. I got those two films out, and then I love Escape from New York, and I just watched The Warriors. Like I like watching 70s all film, like 70s and you- 80s. I got the first Conan. I'm gonna sit down and watch that again. That was like one of my favorite films growing up.
1: You say The Warriors, but same year, 79. Have you seen The Wanderers? No, you it's- gotta see The Wanderers, Richard Price. Uh he's a great like crime but fiction you- writer. Warriors, huh? Yeah, it's like doo-wop-y, but it's like it's because that's uh, like
0: a famous name of a doo wop group. The wanderers. the wanderers? Yeah, but I like that.
1: Well, the, well, there's also the wanderers. Uh Dion, the singer sings the song The Wanderers. wanderers. That's why it's, a, it's I like it's wanderers. A
0: bron- you like the wander.
1: You know, get the Wanderers. It's actually really good. It's got the um Ken Wall, who was later wise guy. I think someone, someone famously goes, He's the worst guest I ever had. Some some talk show hope is like, I never want Ken Wall on my show again. And so I was <laughs> like, Whoa, but he's good in it. And then uh, the guy from Porky's is in it. It's like classic 70s faces. The guy from Porky's, the guy from uh, what's uh, Stir Crazy? Remember the big terror guy and Stir Crazy? Yeah, the yeah, big yeah, bald yeah, yeah, yeah. guy who's like, big he's ass. in it. Yeah, big yeah. head dude's in it. The guy from, uh, remember uh, Fact of Life? Wait, no, not Facts Live. Uh, Nell Carter. Yes. Porky. Porky's in it. The guy who plays Porky. <laughs> Two guys from Porky's are in it. So it's all like that kind of like same casting director of the era. Of the uh, era. And
0: some of those guys probably like so great. It's like I,
1: no one saw The Wanderers, but the, there's these great guys in it. This is like they're in the Porky's casting. Section. I don't like Porky's. I thought Porky's was supposed to be funny. I, didn't, I was one of those movies I saw way later. I'm like, this movie's not funny, it's mean. Everyone, Everyone's just like really mean and rapey.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it was literally like, those things were like tit jobs. Like yeah. growing up, they were literally like to put out softcore porn. It, it was literally like what we jerked off. It was just like, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, uh, HBO, they're showing titties tonight. You know, just like, and now I look back on it and it's like, God, man, some of that shit in the eighties and nineties were just brutal.
1: Yeah, it was really really brutally bad like, I, I i don't like porkys i like i i, I sat through it and yeah, i, I watched it like 15 it like years ago it. i was like i don't like this movie at all like i'm like i i, I, I missed it because i remember kids would be like you see porkys and i didn't have cable they were like, oh man they're part of porkys and i always thought like porkys was funny just because of the joy people seem to have around porkys but when i saw it i was like this is like brutal yeah. everyone's mean to each like nobody's nice to each other in that movie everyone's just either like flashing sticking their dick in a thing well that part is like classic when he the guy sticks his dick in a hole and then the the gym teacher fucking grabs it or something i don't remember do you remember that part
0: yeah i know it's just 80s sex romp weird comedy you look back that,
1: that dude though made christmas story same director <laughs> he like made porkies then he rolled right into christmas story which is a classic christmas movie
0: which is like one of the best christmas movies ever yeah Tom that's Hanks did like Bachelor Party. Like it was just a genre of films. People were just horny in the 80s, man. I don't know, you know.
1: Well, is, is Bruce Willis in Bachelor Party
0: also? I think he may be.
1: Like a small role.
0: He may be like a small role. Like, yeah, it was like a sample cast of like weirdos in Hollywood. Well, a
1: lot of those movies don't age well. Everyone knows the Revenge of the Nerds like rape scene that's played yeah. for like comedy. You're like yo, dude, nerd. That you did was rape that girl, and she's like, "No, oh, that's cool." It's like, no, it's not, man. This movie's messed up.
0: Very messed up. Yeah. Ogre. Ogre. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Ogre- Look at this
1: blue dream.
0: Is that what you got?
1: Ooh, that stinks. Yeah, it's blue dream.
0: What kind of coffee?
1: You got? I have a friend who gave me a. Um, oh, what kind of coffee I got? Uh, I I uh, let me go get the bag. It's from. I you ran out of all my that. good kinds. It's a, an Ecuadorian uh, organic. Here's what I do. Here's, yeah, tell me. I, what I, here's what I believe in coffee.
0: Tell me what I you have do.
1: an AeroPress, and so I don't have a coffee maker. I have an AeroPress. My wife and I both believe in that. I always grind my beans fresh, and then I will dip, I, and I believe in South American beans over uh, uh, Eastern beans. I think they're a superior bean. So normally, I will go fair trade, organic, uh, South Columbia. American style Columbia. if I can. Colombia, you know, Colombia, Ecuador. Ecuador. Uh, yeah. I think it, I think it has a better taste. And then the uh, uh, Arabica, Arabia uh, How do you pronounce it? There's some good blends, sure, but I I, I feel that I prefer the uh, South American, Central American bean. It's more there's a, blends it's, that have both things. More
0: it, brown sure. a roast, yeah. It's a more of yeah. a brown bean, right?
1: Yeah, and I would like to grind it fresh. I I and then I put it at 175 degrees, uh, temperature of my water always.
0: Oh shit! <sighs> yeah, you told me about this device, and I still it like you make espresso lattes with this thing, and you do. I don't it on- make
1: lattes. I I I use regular coffee beans, and you can use you can make espresso shots with it as well. Do you have espresso beans, yeah. it gives a lot of pressure. I don't give, it doesn't give as much pressure. It's your own uh, mechanical energy. It doesn't give pressure like a, a $2,000 espresso machine. Yeah. But uh, it does add a little je ne sais quoi. I think the pressure, but it's the best cup of coffee you can have. Like I, and, and I haven't, I like it better than pour overs. I like it better. Pour overs are good too, but I don't, I got snobby with well, coffee it and at
0: I, home is great and small batch what i've learned with this i got for just it was a local roasting house and what i've learned even i drank stumptown for years and i love it but if you can find a place that has its own roasting like yeah then it's, it's a superior bean.
1: yeah i okay intelligentsia which i hate the name of this intelligence like it's they're great coffee yeah i just feel like everyone's snobby like everyone's like oh you're listening to <laughs> yeah i got
0: 1200 on the sat you
1: get yeah it. so intelligentsia i'm not into their branding but they do i do respect their roasting and their it beans and so great. locally no,
0: i'm a snob with it dude it tastes great no I, I they got it at the tba uh hotel out in uh at jfk they got all
1: they're their the intelligentsia is pretty good uh East Coast I'm
0: though. With uh, I'm going through a espresso phase. Are yeah, you, how
1: you holding are up you with doing
0: that? Shots, shots, shots.
1: Nah, nah, no,
0: not during the I afternoon. Do, I do two things. Or what I... about on set and they got a badass espresso machine? Are you banging any espresso shots out?
1: Um, you know, I haven't been on set in a while. It's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you no, you know, topic? for the, for Eric Andre's show, I got uh, I had the production by uh, uh my my rig which is an AeroPress, a temperature gauged uh, thing, a bean grinder, and oh, just, just uh, go get me a big thing of beans. And then I do, the and I make it myself. That That's, way, always a fresh cup. I love the ritual of it. It's sort of like I was never into cocaine, but I can see the whole, like, tch, 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 like it's fun, uh, you know, like doing all that. <laughs> you know, I can see, like, there's ritual to my coffee making. And if you so I actually it, drink good. less because of it. I drink less coffee because I have okay. to like make the time. But like, I actually hate like if I don't know how long that coffee was made, I don't even touch it. I just like drink. Well. I was be like, I'm not into it. Like, or if it, if I'm no, at like I a gas was, station and go, like, like, we just made this coffee. Problem. I'll be like, okay, you just made it. I will have that one. But like, coffee after 10 minutes, it's not. It's it's out.
0: Yeah, you're not fucking with it. No, no
1: unless you put ice on it immediately and then ice coffee can handle, can, can stay, has staying power.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do a cold brew. I do the overnight and I did that tonight, but I'm on my second press for the afternoon. So I'm on like my second cup of coffee. But I'm, about, it. I'm kind of going through a re-love of coffee. Sometimes I'm like, I ditch it just like herb, like all these things, like I kind of juggle and but I enjoy them. But it's like uh, one thing about Zen philosophy I'm learning, it's like it's good to be a little bit hungry. Like you don't need to be full in life. And that's where the wealth and all this shit that's going on. Like you don't have to be like, you know,
1: do you know what I'm doing right now? And this is, uh, uh, Eric, Eric got me into this. Uh, but it's uh, intermittent fasting,
0: totally. which I is it's good for your body,
1: which I, which is, you don't, you only eat for an eight hour period during the day. So right now, today, Oh, oh five minutes. I can eat again. Uh, I'm 1130 to 730. And that that stopped in my my biggest thing. And this is one reason why I also haven't been much on weed is because I get a little munchies. I don't eat after 7.30. Weekend, like a Friday night, I kind of like, Friday nights, I kind of like do whatever I feel like a little bit. Like Friday, I don't have, I don't call it a cheat day, but Friday after five, you know, I'll crack open a wine. You know what I mean? And like, I don't drink the rest of the week. So I'm like, okay, I have wine. And then if I'm hungry at nine, nine o'clock p.m., and I shouldn't be, I'll st- I'll grab some meat, but like, I've been doing intermittent fasting. I was doing it before the pandemic faded on it for a bit. And now the last two weeks I'm doing it again and I feel great. It's good to be hungry. It's your Zen thing. And like, and so.
0: Makes you appreciate it. Makes you appreciate the food better. And it just like, I really think the body is a, a, a temple is the fucking gig, man. You got this, you got this body, which is like your balloon working order. So you just got to take care of it. And, you know, it's just like letting everything wash out a little bit naturally is, is what that fasting I get.
1: That's true. And the older you get, the more I realized I'm a fine-tuned machine. Like when I was younger. I'd be like, yeah, I'll eat Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Like now, now I'm like I couldn't even fathom that. I like, I, I'm, trying like, I'm, a
0: like book. I'm trying to sell a script for a million dollars, man. I got to be on point. You yeah, can't, you gotta. You can't have everything the f- uh, in you.
1: We are a fine tuned instrument. I can't even drink a uh, store made cold brew cuz it puts me it's like it's the equivalent of doing cocaine like like I do like
0: I know I had a thing with that and it kind of got got gut rotty cuz I got so into it I think I would drink one of those big ass bottles that you buy at the store and it kind of gut rot me I don't
1: even times. mess with it dude it yeah. I remember Eric got a keg of it we had an office a while ago he got like someone just sent it, hey, Eric Andre his keg of uh,
0: cold brew bro
1: a keg of cold brew and I was like nice i drank that keg for like two or three weeks and i found myself i was like pacing around the office like before the day and i was like i can't i was so hopped up on caffeine during that like two or three weeks that i was like i i was like it was affecting my moods it was affecting my sleep i wasn't getting shit done either i would like just getting a little thing done i'd be like i got something done but it was like That was messing me up. Like today I'm on a lot of coffee because this is the coffee and cannabis. Uh, I usually have two cups. Yes. And that's all I have. Today I had three because I was like, I had I had my second cup because I was doing I was doing like paperwork tax stuff before I talked to you. So I was like some real boring shit writing numbers down and signing things. So it's like I had my I had an extra cup of coffee. Now I'm feeling it. Yeah.
0: You work it off. You gotta just get a glass of water. That's the move.
1: That's what I'll do. Yeah, just That's get a fat
0: glass of water, dude. We'll wind up. You're the man. Uh, you're you're working on these shows. You're raising kids. You're living in California. I love you. Uh, I love you, buddy. Tell me one quick odd future story, and then we'll sign out. We'll give them that. But it, it, what was it? You okay? You uh, Dan wrote. Were you the producer of them? No, no,
1: no. I just came in and worked on uh, the jellies, which is, is that their which,
0: animation joint.
1: It was, they had an animation show. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, It was the guys, some of the guys from Odd Future, but it was a, the the show they do on, uh, it, it was Tyler and uh, do- Jasper Dolphin and uh, Lionel. Uh, it was Lionel, and, it was really Lionel and Tyler. And they're in Lionel's, I, I don't think he's in Odd Future, but he was in, what is the show that was on? They had a show on Adult Swim and my brain is falling apart. Yeah. Uh, it was like a live action show. Yes, so they did. They They did the jellies together, and I came in for a few weeks, and it was fun. I don't have a big story about that. Do I have a big story? It was.
0: No, it it was I, I know the story I was. it was kind Tyler, of. Tyler, the little,
1: creator, spread. before before I went in, I like I didn't I was I was aware of him, and he was on the he was on the Eric Andre show once. But I was like he was like a fashion guy, and then I got like really like, oh man, I'm just an old dad, <laughs> so I went and bought new clothes that <laughs> was like and i don't I hardly ever do that but before i went in i was like yeah i'm gonna get like two three new outfits and then i did and it was corny i just like oh, I, he knew man, he knew who i was got, he was I great
0: have, he, i got this good i got a burton sweatshirt for my birthday dude nice brand new burton fucking so I, I can go i can i know you're a snowboarder
1: i uh, haven't snowboarded in like seven years you yeah, know like what you it is
0: up snowboarding i, I I'll, I'll sign you off real quick because i do have i've just spaced it but i remember a Tyler story, story that you did tell me that oh was uh and then we'll let you go and we've been right at it about an hour uh but perfect perfect
1: uh, podcast time
0: and but you were like you went up to tyler and you're working on something and you and i were in this like we, we did this show in dc craft punk and we'd be in this van and talking shit but you said one of the things that I that that I picked up on was like you went up to Tyler and he was just spacing out like he was just he was just spacing out.
1: Yeah. Cuz he he's like, doing like he's got a fashion label and in an album and yeah, like he, a and show. You,
0: just, you were like he has mad vision. Like he said something about vision. Like you could oh, just Oh, I remember saw him like seeing the future like the shit the moves he was going to make. Like he was like I, just, I think this younger generation because of the technology and they see it like, you know, I could do this. I can make Old Town Road in my mom's fucking basement right now. Yeah. You
1: know? I, I, I think it was... I was intimidated, not by him, but I was like, 25 year old me was intimidated by 25 year old him. I'm like, if I was his age, I'd run the other way.
0: What was and the vibe? It, he just was
1: like a no, the vibe, The vibe was it was just like he to see so like i am gonna quote i think donald glover wrote this but he goes i see the algorithm and i'm like he sees the algorithm like i see yeah, parts yeah. of the algorithm the whole thing is intimidating it's a whole glowing fucking thing and some people just grab the hell onto it so it's it's that he sees the algorithm yeah man. you know remember donald glover remember that dude? Yeah. whatever happened to him i don't know man i don't know I, think <laughs> right I don't know what happened to him
0: i don't know what happened dude i think he's uh yeah i don't know i think he's doing you know doing acting classes somewhere
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah probably That's still doing cool acting class.
0: i know him uh yeah i know you probably have worked with him and stuff but uh yeah
1: i don't think i have i i like him and he's a cool dude and i remember him from i remember him, i remember him from back in the day yeah well, we I, were i've seen him around periodically around the same time
0: yeah. that i met eric i met donald totally like the same time i met hannibal i met donald and donald but donald also had a vision you know donald also yeah. had that donald also had like i'm gonna fucking write a tv show i'm gonna shoot a movie like yeah i don't know why you're not shooting movies i'm shooting movies you know yeah. he, just he
1: was violence. always just doing the thing
0: doing the fucking thing
1: he wouldn't think
0: that's what i saw him at little doms appreciate it it takes it takes time and love and effort and i appreciate your time love and effort dan
1: Thanks Rob for having me on and uh, uh, tune into a uh, DC in the sunshine podcast when we're going to be, we're going to be putting up more episodes, but we're learning audio.
0: Oh yeah. Dan's got the audio and he's giving you, now you're doing top 10 lists. Is this all music or this top 10, just life and music? right
1: now it's music, you know, like we're doing, we punk rock. We already released that episode. We're going to do, we have a hardcore episode. We have ladies of the eighties. We got disco we're gonna do a special uh uh we were gonna do a ween in 311 special episodes because i like i ween's like i'm not I'm a going big
0: through a ween phase and i never was heavy deep but i respect their art world or i expect their hustle and i respect their songwriting like lately i just been going through this ween phase
1: yeah i've long been adverse to like being really into a cult band but ween got me <laughs> that was the band. Like you know what I mean. Like that. That's it. And I'm like, I didn't be, anti- I didn't anti- want to be like, They're I didn't want, want to like them this much. But I'm like, I'm a wean completist, and there's like very few bands like Minutemen, probably the other other band where I like felt compelled to listen to everything they've ever done. I'm like, and but so we're doing a wean episode. Then Golden just
0: do better. Yeah.
1: Golden called an, called an audible, and she goes, I don't know about 311. I don't know if I and she and she she changed it to Sublime. And Sublime is really a, a great band. And I, I kinda, love Sublime. I kind of passed a play knew about
0: them
1: And and but I kind of passed over them for whatever reason. I know what it is because they first I first became aware of them when like right after right before the guy died. And it was just like that was it. He's dead. And then like so, like it was you're listening to a band you're never gonna see. And they were huge, I think, on the West Coast. But at the time I was on the East Coast, and I don't think they they permeated when uh, Bradley R.I.P. passed away, so like they were, it was already a thing you couldn't see live. And I was like, "That's kind of a bummer." But now I like last night I listened to Golden's list, so I'm doing my Ween episode. Uh, we're gonna record that on Sunday, and then she's gonna do her our dueling. And then the 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 Sublime, uh, Sublime episode, and like I'm really psyched on the Sublime episode because I know a lot of those jams. And then I'm like. I was always a huge Minutemen fan, and you could tell they were Minutemen fans. And when people are fans, when you when you have a musician who's a fan of the same shit as you, it's cool. Like I don't care about the band Fish, but the lead singer Trey Anastasio loves Ween, so I have a new like, all right, that guy's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but as a Ween fan,
0: Fish, all those, all those, yeah. I'm. I don't hate on my. They just it doesn't move me. It's a losing the verses mentality the what losing the uh verse like this versus that like, yeah that's versus them like it's like losing a versus thought pattern
1: but that's very 90s that was our that was our thought pattern of liking music when you're younger because it was so wore out like i remember being like listening to punk rock being angry with itself i was like i didn't know the full beefs and then you just like like guess, and same with east coast west coast rap you're like uh Like and like, I didn't remember East Coast West Coast rap. I was like, so many people I knew like took a side, like yo, I only like this kind of rap, and I'm like, okay, like it's like I'm like I was like listening to Wu Tang, but I had a soft spot for all Dre, like West Coast Dre stuff, and then all I came grew up listening to Run DMC, so I'm like. I don't really care. Like I was like I'm not, I, I'm like I'm gonna just like piece to the side on the west. Yeah, Coast.
0: yeah. And the south has amazing. Everybody has great hip hop, but there is something about New York hip hop, dude. It's just like I don't know. I'm still like a purist of like early '80s, early '90s. Like there's something. It's like a, drinking espresso to regular coffee. Like it's just. Yeah. like... If you want the real shit, it's like listening to the blues or Led Zeppelin. Like you can listen to the Led Zeppelin or you want to listen to some Lead be- Belly. You want to go to where it really comes from, you know? Yeah, it might sound a little awkward or dorky, but if you, this is, this, you could feel this dude, you know? Yeah. You know I'm what with
1: I mean? i that. I hear that. Yeah. Well, this uh, is a great conversation, Rob. I appreciate you having me on the Cannabis and Weed podcast. This is Blue Dream and I, 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 my friend Shout home grew it cream. gave it to me I've had it for months yeah. I gotta put a piece of fruit in it or something like right what do you do yeah you're do you to
0: put a uh I, somebody told me you're supposed to put yeah orange peel
1: do I'll that. put orange peel in that because it's not going like I don't I just haven't been and I enjoy weed and I'm not against it I just like have been so low on it that I'm like I'm surprised at how like because I remember smoking weed and like this would have been gone in like <laughs>
0: That's the problem with weed. Yeah, Easy,
1: like three yeah. or four days, and I've had it for like a month and a half, two months, and I like I barely like chipped at it. Like I have to go out because I'm also tired at the end of the day. I go outside and I'm like, "You got? Good I just control. clean the house. I'm just gonna read, you know."
0: <laughs> I like reading.
1: Reading's the best. Yeah, read Dan everybody. Well. Read, yeah. Read. Shout read out
0: more. books. More. Shout out Dan Curry. Shout out uh, to Brian. Thank Can't you. Thank you, up. bro.
1: Thanks for having me on. Peace. Peace. Peace.
0: wu Forever. Wu-tang. All right.
1: Peace. All right.
0: Yeah. Love you, buddy.
1: Love you. Bye.